Well, hello everyone, and welcome to my podcast named Gigi and the 561. Yes, there's confusion. Um, my name is Pam Barker, but my podcast name is Gigi and the 561. So I wanted to get that straight. <laughs> um, I have a guest with me again today. Well, he's not even really a guest anymore. He's here so much. Hey, Gary. Just, yeah. Uh, hello, Pam. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Weekend is weekend's over, and I'm kind of glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know how there are weekends that you just go, mm, okay, that was one of them. But yeah. um, I really had fun watching uh, the Emmys last night. I, I do want to back up a minute and say, I, just yesterday I read a really interesting piece with the singer, and... Um, Emmy nominee person Ed Sheeran and and it really struck me because I thought little does he know or he may know but what he wrote applies to so many industries not just entertainment shows because he included the the Grammys the Oscars the Emmys all of these award shows under this umbrella and he was he's very grateful he's a really great guy I like his music he seems very humble, and, and he wasn't uh, being snarky or really hateful. He was just saying that after the last Grammys, he said, what you find out is it looks so fun, and it isn't. He said, it's really not. It's a lot of people being um, mad at each other and jealous and not really rooting for each other. And he said, that the, and then you wake up the next day, and you're actually, win, lose, or draw, you're actually depressed. And he said even the after parties are not fun. And he said, he went on to explain, he said it's not the, it's not necessarily the artist that are not wishing you to win and being filled with vitriol toward you. It's, it's, it's their entourage. He said in the center you have the entertainer and then they're surrounded by their people, by their entourage. Those are the ones that are shooting the looks, the side eyes to other people. And he said, it's a real shame. He said, it's not that way in the UK. And he said, basically, I don't really care because they're getting sloshed. <laughs> they're having a party. And and the crown won quite a bit. We'll talk about that. But And that is exactly what the, the creator of the crown at, at the very conclusion when the, they won the very last award. He said, now we're going to party. Now we're going to, and, and that's kind of what, even though the time difference between the, the United States and Great Britain was, was vastly, vastly later, early, I should say, there. And they had to start shooting um, the next season of The Crown they're working on very soon. They were still going to party and they were having a good time. And I think that was his whole point uh, about how different the award shows are. And, and I thought, you and I have both won awards through the years in our careers. You have won national awards. I have only won awards within where, where we worked. You have won national awards. And, and let me just tell you, it's really true for business as well. You then have a, if I, I won't speak for you, I had a target on, I think people were angry at you and and they uh it could be really quite ugly when you beat out other people and i'm and i'm not 
saying that awards in business should necessarily be that way of employee of the year in the department and the you know in the community the the awards that you win and things like that um you know it it really shouldn't be that way you should be happy to be I mean, it really is true to be nominated or to be included or to be recognized. And so I think it kind of isn't a good service to people in the business world to say, you're the best, you know. Well, maybe I was the best yesterday and I suck today, you know. So to say for the whole year that one or another employee is the best, I think is a disservice. Yeah, I think those kind of awards are very tricky in business. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I, you know, I... uh... I think they're they're fraught with bruised egos and petty jealousies and you know all the things that go with that just come to the surface. So well, you you work hard all year as as an employee, and then you get nudged out. I I don't know. It's um, it's it's very deflating. I think, and I I just thought what he wrote could have just exactly been taken and 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 substituted the entertainment award shows with business and it fit perfectly it was very striking to me um but let's move on to the emmys i thought cedric i like him anyway cedric the entertainer his wardrobe was fantastic but i have to say seth rogan when he came out and muttered through his bit not only was he you know muttering through and complaining about the venue his wardrobe looked like really bad 70s color. The colors were horrendous, so it were, but, but Cedric was great. Seth looked like he just came in off the street and, you know, wandered into an award show. Yeah. And then started, you know, talking incoherently about how unsafe it was yeah. and, and, you know, I don't can't believe what the, you know, I'm, what I'm seeing. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it wasn't really the time or the place for no. that. <laughs> No, it really wasn't. I think I think the building was filled with joy because people were back together again, and they had to be vaxxed in order to be there. So they did have some safety precautions in place. There was a, the crown did win a lot, um, and they took home the majority of the awards in Ted Lasso. Uh, but I, I'm in I'm in a lot of entertainment groups, film film groups. And one of them is like the best uh, British film. And someone was uh, made the statement that the uh, the Crown just cleaned up, took everything, and it was someone from this country because these groups are universal; they're international. And I couldn't help it. So I I refrain from making comments sometimes because it's pointless. But I said yes because they deserved to win. If you watch this series, The Crown, their production, their casting, their writing, every single thing about it is top notch. Um, some of the people that have played uh, Claire Foy, who was the very first Queen Elizabeth, set the bar really high for everyone coming behind because she was just outstanding and they have all been. Jillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher, Jillian Anderson who did win. We met Margaret Thatcher and people were talking about her, the way Jillian was speaking. And we spent an evening at an event with Margaret Thatcher, got to speak to her and talk. That's how she really spoke. 
it sounded just yeah. like her. Uh, but uh, I thought I thought it was entertaining enough. They had they did have some glitches. Uh, they did in the show. You were kind of running back and forth. You had a, a night of football. Oh, it was a really great football game. You missed it. Well, let me. Well, you if it was great, I didn't need to be in the room. The Ravens and the Chiefs. It was right down to the wire. What made it great? Because they it was well, an back equal and forth, game. And back oh, and okay. forth and score and score and score and uh, it was great. Well, uh, the uh, the Dolphins. Uh, no, let's not talk about the Dolphins. Yeah, that that was a different. <laughs> that was a whole a very different, different story. story. Yeah. But but it was funny because Ooh. the the Emmys kind of ended at the same time almost as your last. Yeah, I think the two minute warning <laughs> and then the Emmys were over. Yeah, so. that was really funny. What was the deal with Conan O'Brien? Acting like a well, I guess because he, he's, you know, not been nominated or his shows <laughs> didn't. And I, the thing about yelling in the back when the executive from CBS was speaking, I don't know what that was, and I haven't read anything today. But when he got on stage with Stephen Colbert, and I was thrilled that that show, it was, he was nominated the, the, uh, beyond just that live, it was the live show that his show did on election night and he has been so brilliant for the last few years and really helped people you know uh, he was at home all during the uh, pandemic all of his uh, all of his people were distanced and, and zooming and so they pulled off some great shows even that way but he just he's a uh, he is a brilliant performer of this kind of entertainment and just does it so evenly and well and you feel like you could sit here like we're talking with him if he were in the room you would you know because he's smart but he's also self-deprecating which i absolutely love um when you're i mean that just that, that wins me over every time if you're a really smart person and you're you know, you do your job well and you're successful. But then you also see your frailties and you're not afraid to, to, to shine on the yeah, light. Yeah, it's very on. attractive quality. Oh, it really, really is. But um, if you noticed, oh, well, I don't know if you were in, in there that whole time, but he has a ton of writers. I mean, the list of writers for The Colbert Show is it's huge. It's enormous. And so he has a lot of help. And another one of my things that I love so much, he gives credit to them. He shines the light right back on others as he did. And he always does. It's like, you know, um, he's just um, he's just really good at uh, doing what he does. And I hope he keeps on doing it for a long time to come. I was very happy to see that win. It was good to see the... Uh, cast from Schitt's Creek. Yes, I missed that, but uh, I did get to see a clip of it, and uh, boy, they're just brilliant. They are brilliant, and I wish them well. I And as you and I were talking earlier today, what you were saying about Eugene, uh, Eugene Levy um, has always been, for years, uh, successful. Right, yeah, he's he's had a you know a very successful career, kind of a low key, successful career, 
for the most part. There, of course, people know who he is, but, uh, you know, those uh, Christopher Gets movies, they were, you know, they were, they were kind of not fringe, but they were... Almost you know, cult. Cult-like. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but then when Chits Creek happened, it elevated him to a brand new place. Mm -hmm. As I said to you, <clears throat> it, it's reminiscent of Betty White, where yeah. she was known and beloved, Golden Girls, Mary Tyler Moore, password you know all through the years of what she did but then when people kind of began to say get betty white on saturday night live and things like that, it just it just shifted her into the stratosphere yeah and that's kind of how i feel about eugene levy yeah levy. with some help from uh levy i said that wrong. yeah with uh you know help from his son well, the whole group. They, they did it together. Yeah, it was a wonderful ensemble, and that's what, that's what I like so much, and that's what I think British shows do so well. It's not all beautiful people. Um, they do the writing, the production, and the casting so well, and that's what Schitt's Creek did. Yeah. And I miss. I miss. I keep watching it just because I never tire of certain episodes in particular. But it was fun. It was a fun. I didn't watch. For me, I usually really get into the award shows and uh, dress up, and, and, uh, especially for the Oscars, definitely, and have champagne and stuff. I really didn't do that. I I, uh, I don't know why. I just wasn't, <laughs> for some reason yesterday, I wasn't in the mood. Um, you didn't even do the red carpet? To do the red carpet. I, I really didn't. I, uh, I caught one brief moment when I was... Uh, uh, setting the timer, the uh, record, I, I caught Rita Wilson uh, on the red carpet, and that's it. And I, I like her so much. She has a great uh, music, a, a great music gig going, and she was talking about how they, everyone in her, in her uh, group uh, of musical people that are with her, they gather in a circle, hold hands, and kind of do a gratitude prayer. And I guess she's been through a lot with her health, and so she knows how fortunate she is. Um, and many performers don't. And so that was, they're they're complaining and they're you know whining, and um, but uh, I thought that was really sweet and and very kind. She yeah. seems very kind. And but. Uh, there were some really fun bits when Cedric will end on this because I thought it was it had me in tears when he did the bit on Prince Harry, Meghan. Oh, that was brilliant. I mean, I, you're right. It just you had you rolling on the floor. It did. <clears throat> About just in the, the <laughs> I can hardly get it out. The mental picture of Archie <laughs> teaching <laughs> the queen how to dance and then he Cedric <laughs> acted that out. I could not oh. stop laughing. And I don't think the people in the room I think it must be so tough to MC a group of egomaniacs entertainers <clears throat> who are, are, you know, wondering about the lighting, how do I look in the lighting or, you know, their own insecurities. Um, and they just can't let their hair down and, and well, get, something I read said the people sitting at the table from the crown kind of winced <laughs> at some of those jokes. Oh, about ha Harry and Meghan? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. I, I guess I was laughing too hard. <laughs> I really... So they looked uncomfortable. Well, the thing about, you know, they 
talk about Harry, you know, uh, abdicating. Harry wasn't king. He couldn't abdicate. He's like a million to down. He's what, seventh now, I think now. Charles, William, George, uh, Charlotte, Louis. <laughs> so he's sixth. Oh, did I leave out? Charles, William, and then his three kids. Yeah. Now, right? Did I leave anybody out? He didn't abdicate anything. He said, no, I'm ditching this scene for something else with his own life. Uh, I'm sorry that I don't want to trail around after William until my dying day. <laughs> you know, so, apologies to the world that I've made you angry with me. Uh, but whether they, you know, felt uncomfortable or not, I'm sure Harry and Meghan have zero hmms to give about what any of them think. I'm sure that's right. Yeah, they're they're living it living it large there in California. But anyway, it was it was fun and um, a very different kind of Emmy for me. Like I said, not watching the red carpet or anything like that. So and and really to be honest, some of the shows um, I really don't know. We haven't watched Ted Lasso. We'll have to. Uh, I like the the people in it. We just we just haven't. Hacks, whatever. That yeah, is. Jean Smart is. Um, she gave a very heartfelt acceptance speech. Uh, but I think Hacks sounds pretty interesting because it's uh, about uh, her character is a comedian in Las Vegas that people the people that. Uh, I guess own her venue, kind of trying to squeeze her down and out or something, mm. and she partners up with kind of up and comer writers. So I think it's I think that is if it's not somebody somebody out there listening, clue me in. But we'll have to find it. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to find some of these things. So anyway, that is our Monday podcast. I hope that everyone will go to northpalmbeachlife.com to check out the Flagler Museum. You want to talk about that? Uh, what you put on there about that? Yeah, we we made a, a little trip over there and uh, toured. When it wasn't our first time, but we spent more time, mm-hmm. I think, learning about the history. Yeah. And um, so we came back, and there's a uh, slideshow. So you could, if you haven't been to the museum, or even if you have, uh, take the tour. It's a very short slideshow, and it gives a great representation of that historic museum. It's it's so well done, everybody. I really go to northpalmbeachlife.com and check it out because uh, that that place is just, uh, it, it was really built during the Gilded Age for sure, and they have preserved it so beautifully. Including the, his ro- private railroad car. Yeah, you don't want to miss that if you actually ever go to the Flagler Museum because it's in the back. It's You have to go outside and then into another the pavilion. Yeah, into the pavilion to see, and it's very worth it. We would have missed it if it hadn't been for the, the um, kind of the docent. The docent uh, made sure that we that we saw it. Was really appreciative of that. So, but besides the Flagler, we have a ton of stuff. Oh, Gary. lots of stuff always on there. And yeah. it's easy to search um, and find. Many things are just done in photos. Yes. So yeah, come on, come on, take a look. And uh, we have a YouTube channel by the same name. Um, the anything having to do with Gigi and the five six one is will always fall under the umbrella uh, of North Palm Beach 
my on YouTube because I don't have a YouTube channel just for this podcast. I don't need one and I don't have one. Uh, but the podcasts are on many other platforms such as Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, but they're always going to be found on NorthPalmBeachLife.com. That's right. Uh, Gary also writes, I'm going to praise him a little bit more like I try to do, on All Things Cruise. He does a lot of writing there, so check him out on Thank All you. Things Cruise. You're very welcome. Thanks for joining me to talk about awards and disappointments and jealousies and the flagler. No, next time you. we'll talk more about football. And football. Let's not forget we threw that in here. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you. This is Pam on my podcast, Gigi in the 561. Stay tuned. All right. Very good. I'm not feeling like a Gigi, so I'm trying to wean off saying I'm Gigi, so I'm trying to change that narrative a little bit. Well. It's the name of the podcast. And I, I like it just fine for that. Yeah, I do. I like it just fine. But my name is Pam. You can call me Pam. You can call me Pammy. You can call me Pamela. You can call me bitch. Many people have. Yeah. <clears throat>